Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. Today is March 8th and that is crazy because it seems like just yesterday it was March 7th. Oh wait, that's because it was. Anyway, you're not here to listen to my bad jokes, so let's go ahead and let's get into God's Word today. Today we're in Proverbs chapter 8 and it says this, Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find knowledge in discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles all judge of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me. At the beginning of his way, before his works of old, I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, or the fields, or the primal dust of the world, When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the foundations of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundation of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways, hear my instruction, and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. 
we see this is an interesting chapter here because it really does have a lot to do with the personification of wisdom, putting wisdom as a person and wisdom is calling out and wisdom is is giving an answer and wisdom is talking to us here. And it makes some some interesting claims and it really starts off by going in and talking about this relationship of of wisdom and, and knowledge and prudence and in all of these other things. But but a lot of times, especially those three things, wisdom, knowledge, and prudence, people might not understand or just think that they're they're completely uh, synonymous here, that they're just synonyms that are being used, that they, they mean the same thing, but they actually mean different things here. They actually mean some different things or different aspects of what's going on. Uh, knowledge is is something that we, we do kind of understand here, right? It's It's that you know something. Now, of course, somebody who knows something, they might know the right answer, uh, but if they don't know where to put that answer or when to put that answer, well, then they're not going to, they're not going to, it's not going to matter that much, right? You can have people who are very smart. They could win, you know, the game, who wants to be a millionaire uh, 10 times over, but uh, but they don't have any practical application. Um, they, they don't really know how to apply it to their life. And so when we we look at that concept there, that's the idea of knowledge, just simply knowing something. But then it comes to this idea of wisdom. Now, now wisdom here is an overarching term. We, we understand that that's kind of what's being included here, but there is a specific aspect of wisdom when we're normally talking about wisdom. And wisdom is that idea of knowing how to apply that knowledge. It's the application of that knowledge. That's the idea of wisdom, which which is, of course, incre- of incredible benefit to somebody to not only know what the answer is, but to know how to apply it to their life. But then we really get to that next level, which is prudence, and prudence is knowing when to apply it. So it's not just that they know how to apply it. It's not just that they know the answer, but then they know when to apply it. It's this idea of really going and looking out and seeing the situation and knowing when it needs this answer and when it needs that answer, and of course, having that ability then to therefore apply the answer. But it has to do with that when question. Wisdom has to do with the application of knowledge, and knowledge, of course, is knowing the answer. And so I think those are three helpful things when we're going and we're looking through this. Uh, and we're understanding that personification of wisdom, and it's going and talking about these different things. But I specifically want to point out verse 13. In verse 13, it says this, it says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Now, this is an interesting verse because we've we know that the fear of the lord is something that is vitally important if we went back all the way back to chapter 1 we know that the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge and of course we just talked about how important knowledge is if you don't have knowledge you're not going to have wisdom because you can't apply nothing and of course you won't have prudence if you don't know how to apply something because it doesn't matter if you have right timing if you don't know how to apply it and if you don't know it and so knowledge is important And where we get that knowledge is from the fear of the Lord. And so when it makes this claim about the fear of the Lord, it's an interesting one because it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Now, in today's day and age, we talk a lot about the positive side of Christianity. 
and in not necessarily wrongly, it's it's good to see the positive side of Christianity. What what are the good things? You know, we think about uh, the the fruit of the spirit. You know, put on the fruit of the spirit. We think about even the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. We're talking about these putting on these things, but here specifically, the fear of the Lord is associated with something negative of hating things, to hate evil. And this is a, a reality, and one of the things that I see as a danger with the, the positive side of Christianity, if we don't put on the, or, or, or if we don't bring in the negative side, it's, it's really this idea of we put something on, but then we also take something off, and that's the old man. We're taking off the old man, we're putting on the new man. We need to have both concepts here. But this is that people will not really get the fear of the Lord, and we see this in our culture today, the more we have really focused in on just the positive side of Christianity, and rightly so, you need that. But the more we focused in on that and cast aside the negative side of Christianity, it's not negative as in a bad way, but just that you're, you're, it's a negative action. It's, it's hating, it's taking off, that kind of stuff. The, the more that we've, we've muted that, we haven't emphasized that side of things, we see that our culture and our Christian culture doesn't fear God much today. And we ought to fear God. He is worthy of fearing him. But it says this, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Do you actively hate evil in your life? Do you really look out and see what is evil in our culture? And our culture is full of evil. I mean, just absolutely full of evil. We have people going and, and taking kids to drag queen story hour. I mean, literally babies and toddlers. What, what in the world do they need to have some guy who's pretending to be a girl and dressed up in flamboyant clothes, probably barely covering anything, reading a book that has to do with being queer? What, what are they doing uh, about going and, and, and taking kids to that? What, what is the whole goal of that? It's the goal is to go and to suck children into what? Homosexuality. It's ridiculous. Of course, we have millions of babies that have been murdered in America. If you stop and you think about it for a minute, do you actively hate evil? There's plenty of evil in our culture today. And so the question is, is, do you hate evil? Well, if you really fear the Lord, you will have no choice but to hate evil. And if you're sitting here saying, you know, I, I, I want to listen to this, uh, to, to this devotional because I needed to get some wisdom in my life. Well, here's one of the big key touchstones to get wisdom is to have the fear of the Lord because it is the beginning of wisdom, because it is the beginning of knowledge. And in order to fear the Lord, you must hate evil. So are you looking out and asking the question, what are the things that God claims is evil and saying, I hate that. I hate that. I actively hate that in my life. Now, it's interesting because wisdom goes and it says some things that it hates. It hates pride and arrogance in the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. You know, perverse mouths are incredibly, incredibly common in our culture today. Are you taking care of your mouth? We're going to talk more about that in some coming chapters in Proverbs. But 
just right now, what is the life of your mouth like? How is your tongue? Are you working on taming your tongue? How is your pride and arrogance? Are you willing to be corrected by God's word? Are you willing to be corrected by God's word? And of course, the evil way, we've talked a lot about the evil way here. But you need to be actively hating evil if you want to fear the Lord. Now, wisdom goes on from here, and it says that it was from like the foundation of the world. It's, it's before everything was formed. It was, it was when, when God drew a circle uh, on, the, uh, on the earth, on the face of the deep is what it says. And when he established the clouds above, and when he strengthened the fountain of the deep, when he assigned the sea to its limit so that the waters would not transgress his command. And when he marked out the foundations of the earth, it, it, it's saying that, that wisdom was there from the beginning. It was there from creation. How in the world could that be? Is this a fourth person in the Godhead? Is that what's going on? Is that her name is wisdom? No, that's not what it's talking about. What it's going and saying here, it's going and saying that this wisdom is part of God's character. In the same way that we could go and say that omnipotence was there in the beginning, because obviously it had to be there with God, so was this omniscience, or this all-wisdom, or this all-knowingness of God. God's omniscience isn't something that is limited to just trivial knowledge. It is something that is applicable. He is all-wise. We know that as well. God-only-wise, right? We understand that, and that's what this is, is getting at is that wisdom is part of God's character. It flows from him, and so we ought to want wisdom in our life. We ought to seek wisdom in our life because when we seek wisdom, we are truly true wisdom. We are truly then seeking God. That's the idea. That's what it's getting at here. That's what God's word is getting at. And of course, there are many benefits of wisdom. And that's what we're going to look at here for this last portion is verses 32 through the end of the chapter. And we're going to see some of these benefits of wisdom. It says this, Now therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear, my, uh, hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul and all those who hate me love death. We see here that those who find wisdom get blessings. They're blessed. We find that they also find life and that they find favor from the Lord. Aren't those three things that you want? Don't you want blessing in your life? Don't you want life itself? Live life to the fullest, live an abundant life, as it says in John 10, 10. And don't you want favor from God in your dealings? Well, in order to get those three things, you need to have wisdom. You need to find wisdom. It's important. It is important that you find wisdom if you want this blessing, this favor, and of course, life itself. It says that those who hate it, hate 
their own soul. They wrong their own soul. And they love death. Don't love death. Don't wrong your own soul. Find wisdom, and that begins with the fear of the Lord. Wisdom ought to be important to you. And if you want to bless life, if you want to find life, and if you want to have God's favor, wisdom must be important to you. And that means you need to fear the Lord. So fear him today. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, as we de- 1, 8 and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it The song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith